Welcome back to History Guys podcast on uh, current wars and conflicts around the world. Today we're going to look at the wars on multiple fronts in Syria, wars and conflicts. Again, I'm Roger Lee of HistoryGuide.com. So the week ending with July 24th, 2020 has seen an escalation of fighting and conflict in Syria on multiple fronts, including uh, the intercept by an American uh, warplane of an Iranian airliner over Syria, the fact that Israel has killed some top Hezbollah militants in Syria, and that prompted an exchange of fire between Israeli forces and the Syrian military. Also, near-daily confrontations in Syria between U.S. and Russian forces. That situation is becoming increasingly complex and dangerous for all. And an American soldier was killed in Syria this week. The circumstances are a little bit murky, according to uh, what the Pentagon is telling us. But it apparently was a vehicle incident, and we'll talk a bit more about that as we get when we get there. So, in addition to the U.S.-Iran and U.S.-Russian tensions, uh, the tensions between Russian and Turkish forces in the northwestern Idlib region of Syria are continuing to grow as Russian airstrikes on pro-Turkish Syrian militias take place against the backdrop of a new Russia-Turkey tension in Libya and also in the Caucasus region as Armenia, a Russian ally, and Azerbaijan, a Turkish ally, face off. Uh, Russia has military bases in Armenia, and Turkey shares a border with that country. And Turkey and Armenia are traditional enemies, and Russia and Armenia are um, allies. So we'll keep an eye on that also. So to summarize and put a timeline on it, uh, what's been going on in Syria here this month, uh, let's start with um, looking at mid, in mid-July, Russia launched airstrikes on anti-Assad targets as the Syrian military launched a ground offensive. So this has been going on. This has been going on off and on now for a while. And Turkey is supporting um, certain groups of anti-Assad rebels who are basically under Syria or a Turkish protection. So Turkey's not uh, been directly involved in this current round of fighting in that area but they have been involved in the past, so it could happen again. Plus, as I mentioned, there's tensions between the Russians and the Turks in Libya as well. So on July 20th, moving a bit further south in Syria, Israeli forces conducted missile strikes in the Damascus area targeting Iranian, Hezbollah, and Syrian bases. Syria reported several Syrian military casualties as well as Iranian and Hezbollah dead. Reminder, Hezbollah is the Shiite a Lebanese militia that is very close to um, Assad and is um, a longtime enemy of Israel. And so when Hezbollah moved into Syria to aid Assad in the, his war against multiple rebel groups, uh, Israel uh, took notice and is very concerned about Iran, Syria, and or Russia transferring um, heavy weapons to Hezbollah forces in Lebanon. So Israel is continually trying to degrade Hezbollah uh, abilities in Syria. So, in response to that, on July 24, Israel reported rocket fire on Israeli positions in the Golan Heights area from uh, inside Syria. Israel reported no casualties, but did say an Israeli military vehicle and a building were damaged. Israel responded, as they always do, in this case with helicopters firing on three outposts in Syria's southern uh, Kunitra area with anti-tank guided missiles. 
Um, quick update on Golan Heights. It's a Syrian region. It's a plateau overlooking northern Israel from which Syrian forces used to fire on Israel a lot. Um, then in 1967, there's a big war between Israel and the Arab nations. Israel uh, conquers the Golan Heights and has been in control of it ever since. Uh, Syria claims it's still Syrian territory. Israel now claims it's Israeli territory. And um, every now and then, Syrian or Hezbollah or some other group fires into Israeli-occupied Golan. And that creates another round of responses from Israel. So that's been going on. Also on July 24th, 2020, an American F-15 uh, warplane intercepted a civilian Iranian airliner over Syria in the vicinity of the American garrison at Al-Tamf, which is in eastern Syria. And the plane approached, the warplane approached to, to within about 3,000 feet of the civilian airliner. The Iranian plane made a steep descent, causing several minor injuries to passengers. U.S. military sources said the visual inspection was to confirm that the Iranian craft was indeed a civilian aircraft. So, um, this particular Iranian airline has been known to uh, fly Iranian uh, and Iranian allied forces to Syria, along with other material. Uh, I would, we would think that the U.S. military could detect that this is a civilian plane as opposed to a military plane, but who knows. Now, a little bit of history between the U.S. military and the civilian Iranian airliners in 1988 during the Iran-Iraq War, uh, and also the so-called tanker war between uh, Iran and the U.S. Navy. The uh, U.S. Navy, a U.S. Navy ship mistook a civilian Iranian airliner for a warplane uh, that was coming at it and fired on it, destroying it completely and killing several hundred Iranian civilians. So any type of U.S. military and Iranian civilian airline incidents is fraught with danger and bad memories. So going back a bit, on July 21st, an American soldier died while on patrol in Syria. The official announcement from the Pentagon said that the death was not caused by enemy action, but that the death was still, quote, under investigation. In a statement from the military, uh, it says that Sergeant Brian Cooper Mount, age 25, from St. George, Utah, died as a result of a vehicle rollover accident while conducting reconnaissance operations July 21st, 2020, in eastern Syria says the incident is under investigation. Sergeant Mount was assigned to the 1st Squadron, 73rd Cavalry Regiment, 2nd Brigade Combat Team of the 82nd Airborne Division based at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. So an American soldier gave his life in service to his country. Uh, the circumstances of his death are not being publicly made known, if they are known. Um, but this uh, American fatality in what's being set, called a vehicle rollover uh, does come on the heels of news that became public on social media recently that um, Russian troops in Syria have been acting aggressively toward American troops and vehicles. Um, and there's a video that has been publicized by uh, on Twitter by Brett McGurk, someone who's uh, been involved in the U.S. government in the past. And this video shows Russian military vehicles rushing up very quickly on some parked U.S. vehicles on a Syrian uh, country road. And uh, if you go to Brett McGurk, M-C-G-U-R-K, uh, his Twitter um, account on Twitter, 
uh, that's redundant, I know, uh, or go to our most recent webpage on uh, multiple war on multiple fronts in Syria, and you can take a look at that video and other related um, uh, media. So the situation in Syria continues to deteriorate as confrontations and potential confrontations continue between multiple actors. Just this week, we see these interactions. Think of it as a scorecard uh, in a boxing match. Russia versus Turkey. Israel versus Syria. Iran and Hezbollah. U.S. versus Iran. And the U.S. versus Russia. In addition, Turks are still fighting the Syrian Kurdish forces that are now aligned with Assad. They used to be on our side, but or the United States side, but things change. Syrian, Russian, and Hezbollah forces continue to fight against the anti-Assad, pro-Turkish militias. The U.S. is battling ISIS and Daesh forces in Syria and Iraq. Daesh is the Arabic term for um, ISIS or the Islamic State. All this is happening in the same battle space, and it would not take much to spark a truly violent and very public clash that could lead to a major regional war or worse. Stay tuned. We will update the situation as uh, we learn more, especially about the death of Sergeant Mount. So this is Roger Lee from HistoryGuy.com, and this has been a HistoryGuy.com War and Conflicts News Update. Thank you very much.